time for a change. Strap your headphones on and join Chris, Scott, and Sean. Three active-duty police officers in the Chicago suburbs. As they face the tough subjects, including police brutality, racial tension, rioting, and more. Weekly, you'll get tips and tricks on how to keep you and your family safe, what to do during traffic stops, how to handle domestic violence, and more. This This is is a show about about opening a dialogue, accepting that something has to be done, and bringing communities together again. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Three Cops Talk. As usual, this is one of your hosts, Sean. Uh, today the I'm most of the hostess. Right, there you go. Um, I'm joined yeah. by rich uncle Chris. You could tell that in the background, that deep, you know, what do they get? The velvet fog, the Polish velvet <laughs> right, fog. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> joining us from Florida today, uh, in an enclosed, I can see the steam on his window. So I understand it's warm in Florida. Chris, is it? Is it yeah, we have there? some type of tropical storm coming through. I don't know. Yeah, but this is kind of reminiscent of our last weekend. Uh, Chris and I were uh, down in Orlando, beautiful Orlando, uh, for mm-hmm. PodFest 2022. And like, you know, yeah. uh, it was a conference that I was going to. And I, I was telling people, like, uh, you know, the conferences I usually went to were tactical officer and narcotics officers, ta- you know, association. It was all cops. And I was like, there was like mandatory attendance to classes. They took like you had a punch card type thing that you had to be like, did you go to these classes or not? Well, then you come down here and right. have fun. We have to right. punish you for having fun. Um, and when I got there, I was like living with a little bit of regret and I was like, Oh man, I don't know, whatever. And then I got down there and I was like, wow, this is way cooler than a lot of police <laughs> conferences. I mean, yeah. now I, you know, I yeah. hear like a lot of cool things about police conferences, like the SROs are good ones, things like that. But uh, what do you think, Chris? No, I mean, it, this is my, uh, my second or third one. And when you first kind of go down there, just like, okay, because we're just the, 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 you would think that your vision is that people are like, you know, artsy crafty, you know, they're all walking around and, you know, crazy get ups and it's like, Oh my God, this is just not yeah. me. I'm just like comic con, comic con, right. Right. I go, if I have to dress up like it's Darth Vader, I'm not going to go, <laughs> right. you know? So that, that was my, but after the first year, um, you know, it, it, uh, it was really, it, it was great experience. Man. And this year was even better because, uh, I just think to me, this is one of the only conferences that I've been to that people are actually there to talk and work together. You know, it's, and it's not it, like it was not, be, you know, it was very non-judgmental. I'll give you that. Like, I mean, I right. was judged more at police conferences because I was from a different agency or I didn't have the right haircut or sleeve tattoo or whatever we busted out. You didn't before. know the secret like, handshake. Although everyone was different from me, uh, you know, race, creed, color, gender, you know, whatever. Uh, everybody was like, Hey, what's your name? What's going on? Hi, how are you? Right. What, what do you do? What's your show? Oh my God. That's great to hear. It was not like any judgmental. Like, Oh, we do one about we're police officers. And, you know, that's how we describe the show. It's like, we describe the show and everybody's like, Hey, let me, here's my car. Yeah. Let me get back in touch with you. And everybody gets busy and we had a busy week. There's a lot of things going on in the world in general, but I was really impressed with the networking element of that. And, um, they had breakout sessions that you would go and you'd sit in on and there'd be a talker going to it. And I was like, at first I was a little thrown because I think like, you'd have this grand ballroom that you went into and there'd be this one, you know, podcast host or anybody up on the stage. And there'd be like five, MC, 10 people yeah. in the audience. And uh, the MC was there introducing, they get put your hands together for this person. And it was like a, you know, a burgeoning like comic, like you're the opening, 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 opening act. And it was like, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, it was like you sat there and you listened to what they said. It was really 
I was like, okay, cool. We're doing that. It sounds like we're doing that. It sounds like we're doing that. Plus it's a good place to go and like kind of get a read on how your show is actually doing like downloads. I was like, oh man, we got to do better on downloads. And that's what it's all about. It's like, got to do right. more downloads, more downloads, got to reach a bigger audience. A couple different things are happening in podcasting. If you don't listen to podcasts a lot is that the expanse of the podcasting world under COVID because people are home and able to do those things and listen to these things a lot because everybody's working remotely is now kind of gearing down a little bit. Like, what do they say? Like something about 2 million podcasts were created. Yeah. There were two that, worldwide. Yeah, right? There's right now. Yeah. World, worldwide. There's act. There's currently just a little bit over two million podcasts that have names, but they don't, they say only a certain amount are active. But like you said, in COVID, everybody's like, Hey, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Just like so, us. I mean, I saw you're saying there, like, this is like the, Elon Musk and there's a lot of bots. There's a lot of bot podcasts out there, but there's nobody there's actually no recurring. So it's like it's like the chain like the uh the 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 pattern that used to have when we were kids on TV after midnight shift. They play the national anthem and boo. That's the whole podcast is. That's my favorite podcast, the national anthem and the boop. With the snow, uh, right? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, but what I what I really appreciate about the podcasting community was Generally, as a police officer right now, you can feel a lot of people are judging you and judging you harshly. And we've talked about some of that's worthy and some of that's not. But what I felt from pod, you know, the pod with pod fest, what they were calling it, was there was nobody there really judging me. Everybody would walk up to me and shake my hand and say hello. I met a photographer, a nutritionist, a girl that did nude therapy in the upper peninsula i was like man you're brave it's cold as hell up there in, in michigan like all <laughs> sorts of people that i met, people that are supportive of the police because they were victims of crime people that are supportive of police uh because they're of their race and you would think that they weren't we talked to a, we did a panel uh, where you know i talked about oh we're gonna have four or five people like the lady in the grand ballroom did and it turned out we had quite a few people that came to talk with us about it. our producer you know talked it up at his uh, his presentations but I was impressed to see that 20 people stuck around and want to hear what we had to right. say. And we're only in literally our like real first real active year of downloads. So it was pretty right. impressive. And it got, you know, it got what we wanted. People, we were telling people, Hey, come talk to us because we want to hear what you think about what's going on with modern policing. And, right. and well, we even had a couple, we had like Travis Chapel was in there. Joanna Hale was in there. We had a couple of big names and uh, you know, we were telling people come and I really, and, and, the the board wasn't even correct and i don't think that yeah the informational kinda, the informational like yeah, the board informational outside board. the room was like yeah i think we there i think that like we they thought we were going to give up the secret recipe to uh, like kentucky fried chicken or something <laughs> there or whatever you know what i mean like well why yeah. you know like it was so wrong that we were like whatever but you know our producer went out there and fixed it up and we still again 20 people sticking around like when you're first doing a presentation right. like you everybody thinks like i'm going to be like tony robbins filling a call and see him and literally you get right. 20 people that are willing to stick around and talk to you about an issue that they're kind of like, yeah, well, whatever, man, it's cops or whatever. You know, it was really, it was really, really, if you're a podcaster and you're listening to this show and you have not gone to one of those, I would recommend take it from me. I yeah. was loathing it. I was like, I don't know, man, they're going to be judging me, whatever. I'm an old guy, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But went there out of it. I was like, holy crap. That was really, really cool. I got so much stuff from people that want to be on our show and we want to be on their shows that it was like really almost hard to keep track of. That's how, that's how right. cool it was. And that was just, and that wasn't even the biggest, what I, from what I learned, it wasn't even the biggest podcast. No, thing, uh, you know, no, they were about a thousand people short. Yeah. And it's, it was, it was great. People short. And it yeah. was great. I great just like the fact when you go there, I just like the fact when you go there, I mean, the pe people will be like, you know, I, you know, my podcast is on faith. Um, I really wouldn't be a good fit for you, but Tom over here, 
does right. you know criminal investigations or whatever this right. guy and they Cold case over here. Like that, right, yeah. right 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 absolutely yeah so I, and that's what I like and, I, and it's just it's still just kind of weird when as a cop when you go into a place and people actually want to talk to you right and not you know they, you know not even give you stupid jokes or yeah right, right or whatever right. they're really really intrigued so stuff. to have i mean for me to have 20 people in the room i i may as you may as well fill the coliseum with like right. tony robbins right. because right. i thought it, it's either gonna end up in a shouting match or people are gonna be like, yeah, we got two two white cops coming here, and that they're gonna say the same type of rhetoric, something. So I was happy to have 20, 20 people, 20, 15, 20 people in there. We had a Q and A session that people actually participated in. So if that was a cop conference, the Q and A session would be this. Does anybody have any questions? Any any questions? Right, 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 right. Okay, no. What do you carry? What do you carry? What do you carry? What are you what putting you up, bro? Whatever. <laughs> that black Velcro. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, but and again, well, we did, but we, but they're doing well. I think it went well. I mean, especially yeah. I think what they were surprised as like we were actually telling the truth about what happens. And and I think the biggest thing we started off with, the you know, obviously with the element in the room of everything that's going on. Yeah. The Uvalde shooting was what we, we opened with. Like that's right. As we opened it, we started strong with that one. We said, play, let's just talk <laughs> about it. Let's just talk about what's going on because it, at the time we were in the middle of all of this, like, it seemed like this genuflecting by the police about, oh my God, we did this wrong, we did that wrong. Oh, this went this way, that way. And everybody, obviously, we're all as a nation, or maybe even the planet, dealing with the grief of, you know, fourth graders like getting shot down with ARs. And, you know, you hear the right. stories about how this horrible human being, and I'm not going to say his name, was like, you're all going to die now. Like, those are the last things. Think about that. Your children here. And it's just right. like, you never stop hearing it as the person that lived. You know, like I right. say to people all the time, you think about as, as gruesome as it sounds, it's saying training, be like, look, if you die, your problems are solved. It's all of the rest of us that have to deal with that. And that's what I think was going on at that time. It's like everybody wanted answers. And it's like, why, 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 why? Obviously, some of it's agenda driven, but it's the same old thing with mental health and violence and things like that. And people asked us a lot of questions. Do you even remember uh, some of them? One of the ones that I remember with people like, how did that happen? How did people get confused? Meaning right. like the police get confused about going in. I thought that was the thing. Like you go in, you go in. Didn't we learn right. that? And we're like, you know, and, I, and we, we try to answer it as truthfully as possible with some of the things from our, my own personal experience, as well as what Chris and I have trained forever. And what, while I was answering this, what I would do is I would watch how people were listening to me. Like, were they right. immediately rejecting what I'm saying because they would look down or they'd like give their you know, like the shrug of their shoulders or like whatever, give you that look. But everyone is like wide eyed and listening. So I think people aren't just like looking for what they want to be reinforced with. They're looking for real answers about like, why do you think this happened? And one of the things I said was about the communication aspect that, that I remembered more than anything else of the incident that I was involved with is there is so much communication going on. It's actually bad communication. You don't know how to sift through all the radio traffic. What's important. What's not, I think we got them over here. No, we don't got them over. What is over here on the radio in a big ass building? What is over here actually mean? People also didn't realize when we talked to them, like when you have an incident like that, the hundreds of police officers that will show up, and have different codes for things and have different gear and different like channels and different frequencies that we're all talking on and trying to stay in touch with each other. And if you try to run a command post during one of those things, how impossible that is. The other thing that right. I talked about is a lot of times from my own personal experience, it frustrated me when I was a trainer, the sergeants and the officers would come to the training and they'd learn about what was going on on the ground. 
And then the commanders go, well, I don't have to go this because I'm going to be in the command post. Well, how do you know what's going on on the ground if you can't see it right. and you've never experienced it? And you will go back to the last thing you were trained. And what we're seeing, just like we did with the Marjorie Stroman one that we talked about with uh, Chief Pastizzi and Rich Wistocki. I don't remember what episode number that was, but we talked to them about that, um, about spotting school shooters first and how we can recognize that and how these things are broadcasted. And I said to them, you know, one of the things that I, I get frustrated with is that the bosses wouldn't come to the training and see what it's like to have to stack up on a door. And people are saying, go through that door right there. That's the only door. Even though there's millions of other doors, or hundreds of other doors in the building, that's where right. we last saw them. So we'll just keep going through there. So if you're the bad guy, you go, oh, I'll just stay there because the dumbass cops are just going to keep coming through there. And I'm shooting cops. Like cops get shot. I know everybody thinks like we should just run right through bullets. But like when you get shot, you get shot. It hurts. Like, it hurts and it may stop you from being able to do what you got to do. And then the next guy right. goes, Hey, I, although I'm supposed to be super brave, this isn't world war one where they blow a whistle and we jump up over the trench and everybody gets mowed down by an M machine gun. Like things are going to happen and people have to have learned better tactics. You have to look back at what is the national standard for training for active shooter. Everyone just makes these simple assertions. Like it's just, you go in and you get them. You don't wait. Okay. But what if you get in right. there and there's no gunshots? Right. Right. And everybody's right. secreted and in the room. Right. And that was the thing. So, and again, just like we said at the panel, I think we're going to, I, we uh, are going to reserve the right to armchair quarterback until this, you know, th this comes out and right. see what happens. But, right. but again, so, I mean, if you take it all the way back to the beginning, so we, we talk about a lot of things. And the first thing is he tried to buy illegal guns prior to his 18th birthday. Right. All right. Did Multiple times. Or something like that. That's, I read something his sister, like that. He yeah. asked the sister, so, like, and she was like, absolutely not. Yep. Yep. So that should have been flagged. Number one. Uh, number two, the he put on social media what he was going to do. Now, it, and I'm just going to be very, very blunt. If I were to put out something about another race, another creed, another religion, I can guarantee you that that would be all over. I would be blackballed. I would be my accounts would come down. They right. would be stopped. I would be in you know, jail, you know, you know, for God knows how long. Well, here's but something he is it, down, just to that point, starting to interrupt, Chris, is that no, no, as innocuous says, Hey, I have a, a, a statement about COVID. I just put the word COVID out there and it's flagged to go. Let's talk about COVID. Like the, your, your post on social media right. gets an automatic right. like flag on it and says, here's the facts about COVID. Like whether I'm supporting those facts or not, it's flagged to do that. And that's what I said. Why can't we do that with right. an out? Uh, we talked about in the past the data mining thing and how to you know how do we have enough people that are constantly looking at the stupid things right. people post on social media, you know what I mean? Like right. But I've heard two stories. I've heard one that people knew about it and didn't follow up on it. Uh -huh. And um, when you say people, you mean cops? Like FBI type of thing. And again, uh -huh. that's I don't know that. I I I don't know. Have you ever met anybody um, from the FBI? They're not people, Chris. They're not. Okay. <laughs> right. If you're an FBI agent out there and you're listening to us, I'm kidding. And now I'm right, going to get flagged. Right. That's for sure. They're going to come find right. me now. I mean, anyway. you, now you're suspended. No, you're kidding. suspended. You're in social media I mean, like, jail. The, the FBI I mean, literally has the most impossible job in the world. Everybody right. thinks because it's the FBI that it's like literally like they can solve everything. Well, yeah, there's right. organizations you call that. There's you know, Stasi or Spetsnaz, and they violate people's rights on a level that's not even crazy. We, uh, you know, and some people will tell me I'm crazy that the FBI doesn't violate the people's rights. You know, there's those folks, the Ruby Ridge folks and the Waco folks and things like that. And, you know, and some oh, of those folks have right. points to all those things, but in the same sense, like we largely live in a largely free society and people expect the FBI to be flawless. 
you know, cops included. And it's a really impossible job. I mean, there's millions and millions and millions of threats out there that start out right. innocuously and then turn into horrible things. And those few dozen that actually thing, do, though, it's you, like it's their fault it didn't get solved. Right. But here's the thing. If 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 you get a threat or if something is put on social media that with the words that I'm hearing were like a precise thing of what he's going to do. Why isn't that getting flagged and setting to the least of the locals? Hey, you may, you may want to go check this out, right. go knock right. on this kid's door. Right. Cause maybe, maybe just maybe if the five O shows up at the door, he's going to be like, Oh, oh my God, they're on to me. They know my right, plan, right, right. you know, What's or, the or, algorithm or, or, for that one? Like, how do you, how, like, right, right, like, like right, if it's on right. Insta, is there, is it different because it's on Instagram than it is? I mean, I'm not picking on Instagram. I just don't know, like, well enough. Like, I'm sure it would, you know, it'd be a great show. Would be getting somebody that understands all social media and yes. track that. Like, I wonder where we could yep. find somebody like that. Imagine, yeah, it'd be know. cool if we knew see, I think cops. I know a guy. I'm yeah, not really if, sure. If we, if we knew, but no. anyway, but like, but so, and we're kind of, we're just kind of backing up here. So, why wasn't it flagged when he tried to buy the? Why wasn't his name flagged when he tried to buy these these guns? You know, um, illegally. Why wasn't this threat? And and I I don't believe the threats of this magnitude. I don't think that there's that many. I think there's threats out there that you know I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kick your ass. That kind of stuff. Yeah, right. I don't there, think that. Like- they're, yeah, I don't get bitch the kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, that, right. that's kind of stuff. Like, yeah, like the thing is, is that there's all these systems tracking this. Like the schools understand the teachers. Right. You can go talk to teachers. Teachers will be like, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I could have predicted that. Like, I mean, I, like right. I talked about an incident, the incident that I was with. And we got to a certain point when we were in that building dealing with this guy's active shooting. And we had a breach door in a room, which means we had to force our way into the shipping office. And there was a lady hiding under a desk. And everybody's in there like, okay, he's not in here, but she's in here. What are we going to do with her? Because there's this big ass, wide ass warehouse. Right. And I just like knelt down and I, and, and I, and I, and I held her hand. I like had my tack gloves on him. I was holding her hands and I'm like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to get you out of here. We're here now. She goes, thank God. Thank God. And she looked at me and she said, first and foremost, she said to me, and this was like the most prolific question I was ever asking, ever asked in my career as a police officer. She goes, did you guys get him yet? And right, I was right. like, No. We didn't. And I, then I told her a lie at that point. I said, but we will. And I was thinking to myself, like, well, these guys generally do themselves. They, they shoot themselves or, you know, whatever. And that's changed. That trend has changed since. But, and I looked at her and I said, no, but we will. She says, good, good. We knew this was going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. We warned Hmm. them. And I didn't get into who's them, you know, that kind of a thing. I was, she, right, she was right. you know, we needed to escort her out of the building at that point. She had to go past dead bodies and stuff just so we get her to a safe place. And, and I was thinking to myself, she knew, she knew, she claimed she knew under that stress. She said she knew. And then I look at it and I go, when people say that all the time, how did this happen? We all go, we all know how it happened. You just have too many people looking at things and too many people feeling bad about if I say something about this, I'm going to be called right. something improperly. Right. And again, I tell you this too, being I, I support the Second Amendment, I do, but I also support the idea that we have been given a tremendous amount of freedom. And I know a lot of people that love guns that are incredibly, like, incredibly irresponsible with them because it is your right. Second Amendment right. Just like you can't yell at, the, you know, there's a fire in a crowded theater, they supposedly said was the First Amendment thing. There are some limits on it. Like, look, guys, I'm not saying it should get taken away. That's not my point here. But what I am saying right. is that. Be responsible with a freedom that in the history of mankind, very few living things can say they had an ability to stand up to 
an oppressive government. I get it. Uh, the right to a militia, which is what the other side says. We don't need militias. The bottom line is we don't know what we need right now because we're living right. only in comfortable times in America since the founding of this country. We've never been invaded. Right. We've never been, you know, our own government except for the Civil War. So I say to people, but in the meantime, why are you riding around with it loaded on your lap when you know the rule is this? It's not that because right. concealed carry is concealed carry or open carry is open carry. Like, why are you not being responsible with it? Why are you dicking around with it in your house when police officers have to go through all of these steps and processes to deal with guns? And people are going to get mad at me for saying this, but it's like be freaking responsible, be right. responsible right. with it. You know what I mean? Like, right. When people aren't, <clears throat> we should be like zealots about it. Like you betrayed us. You 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 betrayed us in this process, whatever people say. Well, how do you feel about background checks on people? I'm like, I, you know, I, I, I don't think you should have to suffer a background check if there's no reason to do it. But if you in any way indicate like, how do you indicate you're mentally ill? From what I understand, this young man right. did and he still right. managed to get a gun. Like, again, right. we have a mental health problem and we have a freedom problem is what we're dealing with. And like, well, I. I it's not a problem, but you know what I mean? Like it's a freedom issue, like in the sense of like, look, you can't throw the doors open. We like we've talked about in the past on the mental health related shows, which are quite a few on this podcast, and say, all right, well, these folks need to go out and live about freely, and then they don't have to be, you know, controlled with their medication and then homelessness and then things like that, and then paranoia, and then access to guns and free society. And how many people are suffering from mental illness that are undiagnosed with mental illness? And how much of it is how much is it the stuff that broadcasted? Wistocki, Rich Wistocki had said that to us numerous times. These guys were broadcasted first, and we still can't manage to figure out how to stop it. It's not like this guy just comes out of nowhere, like he's the uh what was that movie with Natalie Portman and that French guy? That was the hitman, a professional or something was called. Oh out? yeah, yeah. Remember that one uh, back in the day? It was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bring me everyone. <laughs> yeah, Gary yeah. Sinise. Not Gary Sinise. Gary. Uh, oh, Gary Oldman. Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy. Leon. Leon. You're like Beethoven. That guy. Remember? But people think it's like it's that. Just, this it, guy that just comes out of nowhere, and like all of these things are largely broadcast. Yeah, but here's the thing. Yes, and and I think and again, this just goes back to the basis of the show we have to have some common sense meetings and sit downs to discuss this because I'm with you. I think I, I believe in the second amendment. I also think people need to be held responsible. People should be responsible and mental health is an issue. I don't think stop selling, stop the selling guns and all that other stuff. The problem, the problem is you, you have a mental health issue that you have to get, get ahead of it and get and figure out how we're going to get through that. Right. The second thing is, is we have numerous, numerous, good laws on the books yeah that people should be prosecuted on right and right. it's just not happening it's a it, it it's a freaking joke right. that people could go out and, and like they'll do a straw purchase uh okay six months probation time yeah. served or whatever so i mean if, well, we're getting so to the point now are, in places like in bigger cities like to your point chris is like you're actually out using the gun in a manner that it shouldn't be used and you're still getting out that night yep yeah, absolutely. We're like, here, so, we'll give you yeah, gift cards it, for, for guns. It's like, uh, come on now. I mean, why would I? Yeah, why would I? You know, right. so, and I think we just have to have a sit down, no nonsense. And then, you know, then we're talking about, you know, they want to, uh, you know, uh, the, the title 380 and we want to keep, help hold people responsible and you got the first. Okay, I get it. But when you have this laid out there, why isn't anybody checking? Again, 
one side of the table wants, wants to cancel me because we, you know, I said something because I, I support certain people. The other right. people want to cancel everybody because they want to, you know, but okay, then when, how do we handle when somebody says they're going to, they're going to, they're going to tear up a school? Well, it's the first amendment. Oh, yeah, right. No, the other thing is, is yeah. like, you know, but it's like, you know, but, but then why, then why does somebody say, when, why does when somebody says that they, that when, when they have an active threat or they list an active threat against the president of the United States or the vice president of the United States, the right. secret service goes to visit them. Right. They could find that. Right. Well, you know, but the other thing but, though, didn't Sheriff Grady, your guy down there in Florida, didn't Sheriff Grady go a 10 year old or something this week made some kind of threat about uh, shooting up a school car, or something? Uh, the sheriff of uh of the county next door, Lee County. Yeah, it's on TikTok. Yeah, yeah he took maybe it seriously. It was a and I don't kid, know what it was, but I was like, I was watching nah, this guy. Grady you know, I know the they're from Florida. In- I know they're from Florida because everybody wears green stuff down there. Everything's everybody's in green, like that dark green. You know, as, really as a side note, I but here, but here, you're the person that knows stuff that you know that of mul- You know, you're you're a multitude of uh, of information. Did you know? <laughs> yeah, that look where that's green, gotten. All <laughs> right, I was told the other day that every sheriff's department has to have green because it's in this. It's a state statute. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I, well, I mean, I'm going to tell anyway. you that green polyester lobby in Florida is strong. That's the green lobby <laughs> down there. That's a totally green lobby. All those sheriffs and stuff like that. But, you know, I, but like, you know what? I mean, when you go down to Florida, I mean, like people would say, oh, you're crazy for saying this. Florida is like, it's like they take law enforcement seriously. Like they, they take it seriously as a profession. They, yeah, I, at least I think they do. From the outside looking in, they look at it and they go, we need to compensate people well. We need to equip them well. I mean, they have these things. And right. Even in Florida, they had these problems. The the and, he, and and DeSantis, and DeSantis governed the fact that every school is going to have a cop. High right. schools got two. Right. Middle schools right. has two. Right. So and the thing is, too, and, is we as cops have to be responsible with that process. We do. We have to. We have to be better. Like, I think one of the best jobs in America right now, if you wanted to have it as a cop, would be a school resource officer. You're impacting kids at a level <clears> that they feel vulnerable, afraid. Every day they're learning about a new school getting shot up and you could be like that thing for them, that thing that makes them feel good and feel safe. Now, not every right. school resource officer can be the best cop in America, but it should definitely be a place where yeah, we talked about it in the previous shows too. that back when we first got on the job, we used to make fun of those guys for going to school. It's like, what are you going to school right. for? It's so easy. It's like, right. but it's really, it's a PR game. And now. look at me now. And look right. at you now. Cause it's a school right. resource officer. It's awesome. Right. But I mean, I just, I, I just think that they're, that, it, it's so important, but I just, again, it's just all, all the stuff about, you know, everybody picking sides and going down their own path and towing the line of their party that I, I, it's just, it's, it's amazing to me that I could sit here and I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I know there's three things right now that we could figure out to try and make it better. And, and it's on both sides of the table, right? It's, it's on both, both sides of the table, you know, just to sit down and go through it and try to figure it out, you know, and then, you know, with that being said, then you start, you know, then you have the next step, which is, okay, well, everybody's an archer, the quarterback, you know, or armchair quarterback, the police, and they stopped and whatever. But mm-hmm. so, but, but to go through that, not being there, not having all the facts, there's a number of stories going on that there was mm-hmm. a teacher that propped the door open. Right. And she would get something and she ran out. Basically what I read was she, she propped the door open to run out there to see it happen when he crashed his truck, the suspect crashed his truck. The dead suspect, which is probably the best way to phrase that. Um, right. Uh, crashed his truck and it was a funeral home across the way or something, as you know, I'm remembering paraphrasing the article. And those people were like, he's got a gun. So she went running right. back in, pulled the rock out of the way. Supposedly it's a rock. That's what I read. 
right. that was holding the door open so she could get out there. And somehow, some way, that door it closed, but it, it didn't, didn't latch. Didn't latch. It didn't lock. Right. Which is right. stuff like happens like that all the time. Like the best construction in the world, building set well, all things go wherever, and people are like, right. "Well, it's not a problem, so I'm not going to do it until it's a problem." And then when it, there was a problem, it was a big problem. You know what I mean? And right. it's not the teacher's fault. <laughs> right. She's running. Like, look, every single day a teacher shouldn't have to go like. You know, I, oh, it's like I, I I'm working in Tel Aviv. You know what I mean? Because I have to worry about well like, rocket launches. And but everything. again, but the teacher's like running back in. She's probably thinking of her students. She's probably thinking of the drills that she did. And there's nothing in the drill that was like make sure the door closes behind you. It's just get the hell to where you need to be to get away from the yeah. threat. And now, you know, think about this poor person if they're still alive. Which I, I God, I hope they are. I, I without. I believe every she single is. every single article she reads, she has <clears> to <throat> lay in bed and go. They think I and people died because right. of me. Like, right. realize if you're never in that circumstance, you are not going to be thinking like, now I will turn around and make sure the door was closed. When I see a guy coming at me with a rifle, a cop wouldn't do that. A cop would be like, well, I need to take. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, those are the things to think about. Well, people are and, harshly, and just, harshly and just judging. As, right. But and, and then as a side note, the next day I've had friends of mine call me as they're doing the rounds. Gates are. Gates are look appear to be shut, but they're not latched. Yeah. And they soft say, lock. you know, so yeah, it, it, yeah so if it, it, it's just it's it's soft lock. And and again, I don't know really what happened there, but to preface that, we were talking about mental health. He right through this whole thing started, he shot his grandma and he was right. driving around racing thinking that the police were following him, but yeah. we didn't even the police didn't even know he shot his grandma yet. So right. he was already in some type of hallucination. But anyway. So then he goes in and he starts, he starts doing what he, what, what he was there to do. And then you have the police that go in and then they stop and then they hold off and the, the, you hear that the commander said, stand down. So, but again, not being there, what people have to understand is for, I'm going to tell you my, our policy, our policy is you just go, I, you don't wait for anybody. You go and you try and communicate as best you can. Right. And that's it. That's all. Now, I mean, I, I, with yeah. that being, go ahead, sir, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go yeah, I'm sorry. But with that being said, just, just like that, if I don't hear any gunshots, I don't know where I'm going. I have to grab kids and ask them and they're going to tell me he's in Disney world. He's in, you know, you know, he's a, they don't know either. They don't know either. They don't know either. Cause they're hearing so, shots. They so don't hear gunshots every single day. They don't know. And you talk about a building as right. big as a school. It's all concrete. It's all sound bouncing around from places. Like we used to do it in training and SWAT all the time. We'd be like a guy would have blanks. We'd be like, that's where it's from. We get down there. We'd be like, he's be, he's gone. It was never right. there. And then we do a debrief and the guy be like, yeah, I was never down there. I'm not sure what you heard and what you thought. And it was like, what they call it is like, what they call it like auditory turbulence or something like that. Buildings. Can auditory turbulence. And then you got yeah. echoing, you got right. all right. kinds of stuff going and, on. And you're trying to deal with it. And you are like, literally everybody screaming the radio. Like, here's the other thing. If you're going in and you have your radio on, cause you need to, cause you have to hear what's going on. If you don't have an earpiece one, you have to turn it down low enough. So the shooter doesn't hear you. If you do have an earpiece on, you have to turn it up to the point where every single person feels it's their time to get on the radio and give you an update. We're going into the north side. Well, what's the north side? Right. I, I just got here. I'm not from this agency. What's the north right. side? I just showed up and ran in what I thought to be the front door. Well, that's not the front door. That's the back door. Like these right. are all these things that happen that when we don't dedicate time and money to say, all right, every agency that's going to maybe possibly respond to this needs to come here and we need to train and then we need to do a debrief and we can't go, Oh, it was yes. great debrief, whatever. 
We'll see you next time. And next time is the actual right. shooting. Like you don't get something doing at one time. Ask anybody in the military if they're like, hey, you know what? You're going to go take the beach over there or you're going to take that objective. You're going to train at one time and you're going to go do it. They go, get the what? Right. It's the exact right. opposite. Right. Please. They're like, yeah, do it one time. We'll debrief it. And then anything that you thought you did right or wrong, we're going to tell you you did or didn't. And then we'll see you next time. You got trained. No, you got to keep doing it and going over and over and over again. We used to do that. People would say to me, why are we training again, Ferguson? I'm like, well, are you an expert at it? We change one right. little condition. Like it's dark now. That changes everything. Your eyes go and your ears go. I'm out because like, your eyes need more mm -hmm. than your ears right now or vice versa. It gets super dark and your eyes are like, I'm no good. And I have to hear things better. There is so much chatter on radios in my own, again, my own personal experience. Oh my I God. I literally looked at my TL and I'm like, I got to turn my radio down because I can't hear shit, dude. We haven't found this guy and he could be anywhere in here. And I'm hearing guys right. telling me how they're coming in and they're with this element and that. shut up. And that doesn't happen. Right. That doesn't happen. Right. And, and everybody's trying to help and they don't, it's overwhelming. And then it's all chaotic. Right. And then, it, then if cops start getting shot, Look, I know that we're just supposed to run towards the gunfire and things like that. But like I said, it, it affects people. It makes them pause. Right. It makes them stop. It's like, what do we got here? Yep. Right. And and and, and again, and I'm not going to sit here and I, and I think everybody agrees that at this point, you know, cops made the mistake. Cop, cops did make mistakes here to the extent we don't know because we don't have the whole story yet. But so I think I mean, we need to let the us media's desire the to get information is really drives a lot of this. It's been that way forever. But if you've been involved in right. anything that of that magnitude, do you know how if, and if multiple officers were involved in sh shooting, being shot, being shot at, being shot or shooting back at the threat, like everybody that pulls around out of their gun, even if it's one has to be interviewed by a shoot team. When I say the shoot right. team, it's like usually an appointed, whether it's statewide or a countywide team. Every single person has to be interviewed. Anybody that witnessed this that was there has to be interviewed to say what was gone. Because every single thing, every th single application of force has to be justifiable, reasonable, and right. you know it has to be discussed and analyzed. And then that's still not done. Right. You like two days after the shooting, if you're an officer involved shooting, you get time off because you got to decompress. Like that photo of the guy from the supposedly the border patrol agent that came in and got it. The, the guy yeah. got his baseball cap zipped. And his head got stapled open. There's pictures of that dude on there that supposedly was yep. the guy that neutralized the threat. Like, you know, you get shot anywhere on your head. It's like cutting yourself shaved. You bleed a lot, too. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Oh, and wounds, like, yeah. And you, now he's going to the hospital and this investigation needs to be conducted. All of this stuff needs to be happening. And then the media's like, we need to know. And then we right. go out there and we're like, we want to give them information. But like, hey, this is a very complex process that the public doesn't understand because we don't do a good job of educating them like there were four people or 20 people or you know 10 whatever the number was that either shot right. or witnessed shooting and so whatever all of those people have to be interviewed it's all based upon their personal schedules and what they're experiencing medically as well right you right know what I mean? like, and, and and how are we going to give the media information when we don't even know yet right because this guy got shot what am i going to tell you and he maybe got shot and he lost consciousness and he is now yeah. dealing with like whatever he's got to get blood transfusion whatever it is that he's got to deal with he's out he's under the influence of like legal narcotics from the hospital that are being dispensed from because of the pain he's in because he he took a shot to his you know his 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 femur which is quite painful if you don't die yeah. um and right. you're on all sorts of drugs and they're like well they interviewed this guy on a shoot and he was under the influence of narcotics because so he could have been saying anything. And people are like, right. well, we need to know why the cops didn't what they did. No right. one knows. No one. No one. No one. Look, it sucks. It's horrible. We want answers because children died. 
But in the same right. sense, we, we got to follow due process and people don't like that. And I think at times as in a profession, we're like rushed to get information out. And it looks like, and they're like, and, and these poor chiefs, when they're out there, these colonels and whatever they are, are yeah. out there and they're like, you see every nervous tick they ever had. Cause they're like, I'm trying to do what's right here. And, right. and like, there's so many things that are wrong that they're trying to right. make right. And the media is like, you know, I watched that, that, that interview with the guy, the Colonel from the DPS and they, they had him running back and forth. There were so many people and they were so far away from the podium. He actually left the podium to answer questions. So the press right. conference, I was like, what? Nobody heard what he just said. Like cameras have to track him as he's moving. Right. I was like, cause so many people are yelling and he's, there was like, it seemed like to be no organization. Again, that goes back to like a good PIO and making sure that we have an organized process and that there's a, you know, right. a, you know, a centralized point. And, and it was very, uh, obviously very emotional and everyone felt the heaviness right. of that. And it's terrible. Well, and it, it is super heavy. It's super sad. It's super, you know, it, it's, I mean, it, the, I, I don't think there's any pure evil than that, in my opinion, yeah. but I think that, you know, we have to cast blame and cast heroism where it's due. Right. And based on what I know, the ball's been dropped, was dropped by a lot of people, right. um, you know, from, you know, him buying guns, you know, trying to buy guns illegally to, to the social media platforms, to, you know, the commander doing stuff. I mean, I just think that, but we just have to wait for the facts to come in and let, and let the investigators put, put that together. Then what I think we need to do is we need to take this. You know, and you got you got you have people out there like, you know, uh, you know, you got you know the the president and the congressman and all this stuff. Go, when is enough enough? When is it? Well, I, you know what? When is enough enough? When do you want to get in a room and talk about common sense and not push your agenda? When do right. we want to do that? Well, who's paying you? That, who's paying you? Who's right. paying you? Be to keep you in right. power. Be like because you and I are on the same page that there's a mental health issue that coincides with this that. I don't think anybody wants to, you know, that's what we need to address. Or, you know, the people who have the social media platforms, they knew that this was coming, but didn't, did it go anywhere? The, like, did they give the FBI, if the FBI, FBI had to have all the information? I mean, why don't we just take this case and everybody's yelling, enough is enough is enough. Let's take this case, lay out all the pictures, all the evidence in a big, the White House has got a big room, a couple of big right, rooms. Right. Let's people lay it out there. How do we it. fix it? Yeah. Right. Right. And the thing about it, it is, and that's like, by knee-jerk reactions. Yeah, but but the thing is too is that like that takes time, and that takes a ton. And you know, it's funny. I was told by somebody this week, which is really kind of prolific right now, Chris, is that he said, "You know as well as I do, whoever gets to the story the first, truth or lie, is right. who everyone believes, and that's the story." Yep. And I was like, well, they, "We got to get away from that as a society. We got to become again. Americans need to grow up and be patient." We're a very young nation when you compare to us where a lot of us came from and came here, whether we were conquerors or whatever, you know, like Christopher Columbus and all this. Like we came from right. civilized places that were thousands and thousands of years old at that point. We haven't even reached right. 250 yet. And we're like, what's up? Why don't I know? It's like these things take patience. And Americans are not really right. good with patience. They're not like everything. Bigger, faster, well, stronger. And, and drugs, like you said, rocket well, ships, planes, cars. Yeah, but like you said, though, Sean. But yeah, but like you said, as soon as the first story comes out, nobody wants to wait. Nobody and nobody, nobody wants, wants to go to back and hear the truth. It just, it just wants to go and rock your ship, and, right? And, right. and nobody and, and nobody wants to go. You know what? I really think uh, mental health is an issue. So instead of sending forty billion to Ukraine, what we're going to do is is we're going to arm our schools. We're going to protect our schools, 
and we are going to take the rest of that money and we are going to start investing, putting it back into mental health. Right. That's what we're going to start doing. Yeah. And again, whatever. I'm just saying. Or better yet, you know, like, or, or, the, like we've week. always talked about on this show. How about we better prepare police officers? Like better prepare police officers for yeah. work. Like everybody like, gets a million dollars for whatever it is, right? Right. Like in, you know, you get an SRO certification. What does that mean? Is it like you understand juvie law? That's cool that you know that. That's great because we're not violating kids' rights on that level. But then maybe the next step should be like you should be an security like structure security expert, like nobody's business. Like you right. look at the school and you go, you are the biggest tax generator in this County or this district. You don't even have doors that lock. You don't even right. have like restricted access. You don't have metal detectors. You don't have enough people you're paying to do this. <clears throat> now we've got right. these, these professions and this profession and people who make the argument that what they we're paying for in schools is to pay for people to be brainwashed or really not get educated again. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that that's the case. No, I, like, I don't, I There's don't money out there. Like I used to love when people say, I pay your salary. I go, you kind of pay my salary. Like maybe, uh, you know, right. a penny right Thanks now for, for the your two time. cents. Yeah. The two cents of your right. time. Penny for your thoughts, sir. I didn't really want your thoughts, but a penny for your thoughts. But I pointed the building across the street. I go, that's where your money's going. And that what the building I was pointing at was a school. And then there was another school right. next to that. And they had dozens and dozens of people in there. I would say if you're putting school resources officers in there or education now, as much as we don't want it to become that, I'm here to educate kids. Yes, but you're also here to probably possibly protect them because we have way more of you guys than you do have cops. We don't want a cop yeah. in every classroom because that's a police state. What you want right. is cops that know what they're doing, but you also want a staff that knows like security is just as important yep. as the education right now. Well, if we get rid of guns, no, that means only the bad people are going to have guns. It. I'm telling you, that's, that's not the not answer. It. That's not the answer. Maybe a little bit more structured process of dealing with people because of a mental health sure. crisis, like more right. reasonable response to these things. And if you have a gun and you do something like felons do, you should right. ideally lose your right to vote unless you're in Chicago, right. of course. Right, right, right. You, then you just vote then, when then you can be actually twice. a politician and vote. Um, right. But, you know, I mean, right. uh, and, and I say that only in jest because, you know, what is it? Last how many yeah. of our governor right. went to prison uh, in the last 10 years? Three, anyway. Last the last three, I think. But no, that being the case, like people, like people. Oh, two and aldermen. Right. The Ovaldi case, the Ovaldi situation. I just I don't know. I hate to say this. We thought with Sandy Hook, that was. Yeah, that was going to be it with the elementary school side of the house. It was really going to be more of a, you know, whatever. And this is just disgusting. It's tragic. Like how, how do we stop it? How do we stop it? We got to get serious about it. We got to, we got to have, right. we got to get away from low attention span theater, which are, which are what our phones are. Use your phone right now. Like use your right. phone right now. And how many interruptions do you get while you're using that phone? We are a permanently distracted society because we constantly want to know, What's going on with the Johnny Depp trial? And then what's going on with Harry Styles and what clothes he's wearing? And then we want to know about what sports is going on. And then we want to know about this drop from Twitter. And it's like, you are constantly distracted. You have no patience just to get through reading an article. Because they literally right. tell you, here's how much time it's going to take you to read this article. I'm like, I used to get mad. I'd be like, man, I could beat that time. I could totally beat that time. Right. You know what I mean? Like 24 minute yep. read, get out of here. I'll do that in 15. Screw you. Right. I missed all right. of it, but you know what I mean? But that's right, the kind of thing right. like they got to tell you how long time you got to dedicate to this. If you're serious about it, take the time to get serious about it. But we and, let, and, and, and let's get the people in the room. Like I just, it, it's just like, right. I, I just don't know why you just can't just get the people in the, like, why can't just the president go listen here? Um, we're going to come to a mutual agreement of somewhere somehow. So you guys got, mm, I don't know, four weeks. 
to figure this out or come up with some up with something like I just it, it's like everybody wants to take their freaking ball and go home. And it's just and, and people and kids are dying because people's egos are getting in the way of keeping us safe. You know, they it's, just it's, are their egos. Their egos are keeping it in the way where I don't get. I don't get I get I get great training, so don't get me wrong, but I could get more. If right. they supported it, right. which if I get more, I save more teachers and kids, right. which means I get to come home to my family. Right. So w- why can't we just get together and do that? Like, why can't you just, it's an argument. It's a bullshit argument. People want their ball and they want to take it. They want to go home. They want it their way. They want the highway. Nobody right. wants to say, because nobody wants to go back to their party and say, Hey, here's the deal. We're going to, um, we're going to eliminate bump stocks and then we're going to increase uh, people have to go to a psych evaluation every two years with an actual real physical doctor or whatever right. it is. Right. But, but why can't well, we this just, is for right? Why can't I do that? You and I, you and I have been friends for over 20 years. Right. If we had, if, if we had a, a, a disagreement or something, guess what? Hey, Sean, we need to talk. It's done. Yeah. I don't understand why you and I can do this. And again, you're more good looking than I am. And no, neither one of us are super, super smart, but yeah, well, look at, look we, where this we, has gotten me. Look at all those. But we can sit down and have a conversation to figure it out. Right. You know, it's simple. And the thing about all of it is, is that you look back at it and you go like, everybody's like, oh, it's way more complex than that, dude. It's way more complex than that, dude. Look, I'm not saying you're changing the Constitution. I'm just saying as an American, you have freedom like no one's had ever before. America, we have a responsibility problem. The freedom is easy. I said earlier, there's a freedom problem. I misspoke. It's not a problem. It's an issue and that we have so much freedom in this world that we don't understand the responsibility that goes with living up to that responsibly. Like you right. don't yell in a crowded theater, fire. So there's a stampede and people crush right. each other. There's case law that was right. developed over that. Now, again, it was that was maligned, that whole phrase. But like the idea right. that to like, oh, yeah, like I got to be responsible about this. Like I shouldn't say that I was sexually assaulted. Uh, if I wasn't really sexually assaulted, if it was right. a consensual thing, right. because if you ever dealt with a victim of real sexual assault, you go, wow, I have seen so many things defanged here, like it, it, with racism, like everything's racism. Right. And then you deal with people that actually have seen firsthand still in this day and age, firsthand racism. And you're like, it's being defanged by every little thing that happens and everything anyone says and anyone can mm-hmm. use it. And like we've talked about, it's the go-to line for cops now where like, you just gotta, it's like almost like I'm moving past this. It's actually becoming so like where it's like I bit by a rattlesnake so many times it doesn't bother me anymore. And then right. what that right. allows for is real racism and real hate to creep back in because it's like, yeah, whatever. We're going to ignore that because that's all bullshit. That's just spouting off. And then, Real racism can gain a foothold again and right. create real problems right. for us. Like this maniac that went into the school and did what he did. It's like, right. well, mental health is a real problem. Oh, well, you know, this and that. Look, look, freedom is important. It's very obviously it's very important. It's an understatement. But we're living in a time and an age where like we're not responsible as Americans. Everything needs to be solved. It's everyone else's fault. We have not faced right. any real collective threat. Since 9-11, like I said, the last unifying leader in the world in the United, for the United States was Osama, Osama bin, Laden. bin Laden. And that yeah. lasted literally 20 uh, years. Yeah. Like, you know, that war. But our unity lasted maybe two to three years. Like, and we yeah. were back at just hating each other, everything like And I remember 
the thing that I remember most about that day was that horrific day, 9-11, for anybody that's young enough to not remember that day. Like, these are things that I remembered. I remember the first thing I, I that really struck me was, like, everybody came out of the rubble of that that survived covered right. in gray ash. And you yep, could tell I remember that black yeah. or white, Hispanic, right. Asian. Everyone was, was squinting and crying. And, like, and I was just like, well, that's us. We're Americans. We're all gray today. We're all gray because there's no yeah. black or white. There's no, this is it. It's the gray. And since that time, we've never been gray again, like never been that like ashen and colored and said, we came through this tragedy. We unified. You saw what turned out to be white people helping black people, Hispanic people, gay, straight, otherwise, like everyone helped each other on that day and through that process. Right. And we've not been unified since. And we hunted down Osama bin Laden for the horrific things that he did. We killed him. And no one has unified us like that since. I mean, think about it. Like, we don't suffer hardships in the United States. So everything's about, I have no patience. I want to know right now. And it's always somebody else's fault. And I'll let the biggest city in the room be the one that screams about the solution. Right. And we, we wonder why we have the message that we do as Americans. And I go back and I say, isn't any external threat? There's no external threat. Those there are maybe from a spying sense with the Russian and the Chinese sure. and all this other stuff. I'm going to be silenced here. But the bottom line is, right. is like, we got to look at each other and go, what are we doing? To make this right. right. Where are we coming to the table? When are we all yep. working? When am I putting aside like, oh, I got to be in the 2A club. You know, I fight with you for yeah. bullshit. Like, get out of here, yep. dude. Let's be right. realistic about this. This is right. crazy. And it uh, is crazy. Uh, Ferguson, you're selling people out there, right, to defend themselves against an oppressive government. You're, I never, uh, but, that's and that's the right. thing. But we're, that, that's got nothing to do, nor would we, have we, or will we ever say that. That's not, that's not it. But it goes back to the responsibility word. I don't give it. You want to you want to own a 50 cal? Own a 50 cal. I don't care. But it's responsible. My guns, my guns are either on me or in my safe. Right. That's it. Exactly. They don't lay around the house. I just it's just you got to be. I think the big thing is. Responsibility and acceptance of when you do something wrong to make it right and acceptance of that. We have problems. Let's fix the problems. That's all. Absolutely. There you go. So. And that's a anyway, wrap. that's a that's wrap. a wrap, brother. That's a wrap. Yeah. Well, thank we you everybody for listening. Um, please, uh, any questions or concerns or suggestions for shows, please e- email us at three cops talk at gmail.com. That's the number three cops talk at gmail.com. Our website, three cops talk.com. Uh, you can go there also, uh, click on links and if you want to watch old shows and previous episodes and or leave a comment or concern or question um please do so we'd be love to hear from you and again everybody in this time of trouble please let the let the process take uh take its time and also when um when the truth comes out please uh get out there vote and get in get 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 into the into the camp that you want to get into and or you know force your camp to come to the table and make some uh, responsible decisions so everybody thank you and be safe Goodbye.